want to hear my beautiful and lovely voice. Super lovely. Oh, no, and I have to look at notes while talking because it's going to hurt my eyes because the microphone goes in my face. Look, three pages of really spread out notes. <laughs> and they're also not double-sided. Am I the last person to use this microphone? Quite likely. Yeah, yeah. So we're not sharing germs. Is it actually started? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We are live. Do you know what episode this is? 15? <laughs> okay, maybe. I'm not sure. Do you know if we have an intro yet or no? Um, possibly this time. This one isn't going to come out for a little while. Maybe like don't tell them our secret. <laughs> <laughs> definitely they don't, don't, they don't know. We need like one of those text-to-speech things that'll like we'll write out an intro and then it'll say it and that'll be our thing since it's on AI. Text-to-speech. Yeah. That oh yeah, mm, that is. I guess that's kind of AI. Uh yeah. In yeah. case you are joining us and you haven't read the title of this episode or got our references so far we're talking about ai today which is short for artificial intelligence oh i i forgot to write something down but that's fine did you write down the <laughs> you wrote down everything else by the look at your notes over there yeah. <laughs> did you, <laughs> you have a lot of stuff did you write down the origin of where it was first coined and stuff i didn't find it do not i did not do like um Okay, I studies of stuff before. I did more like stuff oh, right now. Cool. I did, and I have to get it though. <laughs> All right. I know. I think it's 1950. Let me. 1950. Oh, is that when the concept was introduced? Yes. Let me let me actually give it a search because I didn't write it down. Dead air. It was introduced in 1950. That's, I guess that kind of makes sense because. Okay, 19, so it's called the, I'm pretty sure it's the Dartmouth, Dartmouth Workshop. And in 1956, that's when it was going on, a bunch of like leading computer science people and scientists coined the phrase artificial intelligence and they made some wild predictions about what it's, could do and what it what it can achieve. So that's and they didn't have anything. They barely like had this, computers. Yeah, then, the the but. conference was basically the origin of AI. Like they're saying, is this possible? And they kind of theorized and did some tests and stuff. And they're like, yeah, it's possible. But that was way back then when all the tech was pretty poor. Hmm. Yeah, I was, I was surprised that it was so far back as far as the origin ish of yeah, it. Yeah, that's very future <coughs> thinking. And they they. S- a little accurate. Some of them were a bit too uh, optimistic about what they thought could happen, but still. <laughs> the one was like, in three years, we'll have AI that has achieved the same functionality as a human brain. And I was like, eh, no, we still don't have that. <laughs> and back then, their computers were quite janky. Yeah. looking Well, looking back for us, it's easy to question some of these claims, but I guess like modern day claims as well, like you have wild speculations um that like may or may not be true yeah like we're gonna be all living in space in a hundred years or something yeah i'm kind of well i think it kind of spurs on the uh like ingenuity almost like yeah the dreamers, dreamers are gonna yeah the dream. 
that's what it is. Okay, so as I referenced before, AI is a branch of computer science. Uh, I, I wrote down, it's basically, you're basically tr- trying to copy a human brain, more or less. I mean, that's super vague. Well, it's not trying to copy it as much as imitate trying it. to make it, yeah, make it similar and imitate yeah, it. Yeah. I it guess. doesn't do it in the same way necessarily. Yeah, I guess I wording is a little poor. Um, there's different types of AI that you can have. There first, there's two different uh, terms. It's strong AI and weak AI. Strong AI is basically what you imagine AI as. It's uh, general, or also known as general AI, where it can basically do everything. It learns and it. It kind of builds its database and um, acts almost independently, whereas weak AI is designed to do a specific task. One, yeah, it's trained yes, more yeah. than... It, it doesn't... I mean, I guess it could... I don't think it really learns as far as that goes. Well, it, if it, and if it does learn, it only learns in the field that yeah. it's taught to learn in. It doesn't like think outside the box. One caveat of AI, which is kind of weird, is a lot of times we think of like as AI as like robots or things of that nature. When it's really not, most of AI is just a computer program that is built to execute certain tasks. Uh, so, first, robots can be involved. I guess that would be the conduit to do some tasks. For instance, the Roombas are the thing that cleans, but the AI is like a program that gives it the direction, like when you bump into a wall or map map out the room that it's going into. So, Yeah, it's just a program that is taught to learn its surroundings in a very finite way. Mm-hmm. And that would be example of weak AI is, and even the home assistants like Alexa or Google are weak AI because they're only designed to do a specific task, even though they seem pretty advanced yeah. as far as that goes. And some of the differentiation, I I um, used an article by different terms, um, and it actually divided it into four categories. Oh, really? But basically, two would fall under weak AI, and two would fall under strong AI. So I'll link this article um, in the podcast description, but basically it says that the first two we've kind of, the first one is reactive machines, which is what like a Roomba would be. It's just something that's pretty straightforward. I mean, once you get to coding it, it might not be, <laughs> it might not seem very straightforward, but as far as um, artificial intelligence is concerned, it's it's very simple and it, it only has one thing that it really does. And then the next one that would fall under weak AI is limited memory. Which its memory is limited, maybe. Okay, so limited memory is kind of like what Dall E would be. It's like it works with things that it's seen before, and then it can generate new things based on those things. So it and it sometimes prioritizes it's taught to prioritize things that have happened more recently than things that happened a long time ago in its memory so it kind of it kind of acts like a human in that way in that it prioritizes information that's very recent so this would be like 
probably all of the language AIs, like the text-to-speech or whatever, or speech-to-text even. And it's using the most recent things that it's heard you talk about or the most recent way the English language is working. And it's prioritizing that above things that ha- you might say like 10 years ago or whatever. Yeah. So that's uh, the first two, which would be... Weak AI. Weak AI, kind of. And then the next, uh, number three and four, they are things that we haven't really touched yet, which would be strong AI. So number three is the theory of mind, um, which is basically just... It's very humanoid, I guess. It, it has a mind in that it can think outside of the box. So if you made this kind of AI to do a specific task, it would also be able to just learn a different task all on its own. Interesting. So pretty close to the learning and stuff. Yeah. And this would be maybe like, um, you see it in like sci-fi a lot. Like we have our smart devices that we talk to like Alexa or whatever, but they don't have, like, emotions or whatever, but in some sci-fi stuff, you see robots or droids or whatever, and they have kind of an emotional level. So it's more intelligent than is necessary for the task it needs to do, I guess. Okay. So it's more human-like, and it's kind of a better companion for humans. At least that's my understanding of it. And then the last one is the full-out self-aware intelligence that's basically that's the one that everyone's super afraid of because like they take over the world and yeah if it's self-aware then from our understanding of consciousness this is pretty dangerous because we like to preserve and even expand our own <laughs> horizons <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> i guess uh, yeah i guess that's pretty true yeah. um kind of sidetracking also i found that there's kind of two different paths AI can take and they kind of go along with weak and strong AI. One is like more image processing and it's symbolic learning and this would be uh, implemented in robotics so like the Roomba would scan or lay out map the rooms and stuff and then also there's something called computer vision. I don't really understand what that they were trying to say with that but I think it's kind of connected to that thing we referenced earlier, doll E, which we'll talk about later. And then there's the second path, which is machine learning. And this, you could, this, the machines learn from statistics or deep learning, which is something. Um, it also has pattern recognition. And there's different types of way you, ways you can program an AI. One is supervised learning, where you basically feed it information to establish its memory base to for it to pull off of unsupervised learning, which would go more into deep AI, where it basically learns by trial and error, more or less. And then reinforced learning, which is trial and error with guidance, more or less. So that's something interesting to think about. Um, I wrote down this quote. I don't actually know remember where I got it from, but it said, a machine is said to have AI if it can interpret data, potentially learn from the data, and use that knowledge to adapt and 
achieve specific goals. So I guess that could be a general sense of what AI is. And you were talking about, like, uh, the differences between AI. I thought of an example of, like, the deep mind, which, uh, well, it's the deep learning AI, which was AlphaZero um, from DeepMind. I think it's owned by Google. I might be mistaken by that. Um, but they made an AI that, or maybe it was AlphaZero. But or Layla Chessio, one of those, if not all of those, are DeepMind projects that have taught themselves chess, and they basically did it by they just gave it the rules of chess, mm -hmm. and then it played a bunch of games against it itself, figured, figured out what works and what doesn't. Yeah, basically. and it and it's really interesting to look at those games if you like chess because the way that it moves is very unconventional. It's not. It's not what the normal human or but even the normal computer that we had known would move first like. do. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, to get a little bit, some problems with modern AI is that it, it does, it's programmed to do what it does. So it doesn't, unless you restrict it or give it certain uh, restraints, it'll do the, program to whatever it like Caleb was saying it doesn't really have a logical thinking path so whatever gets the job done it'll do it yep. the f basically the most efficient way or whatever way it thinks of first basically so that right now that's the problem with the modern AI we have is that if you don't limit it to do a specific task it will do the task in more unconventional or not really logical ways um, and that can be a problem uh, for instance, I have to think of an example now. Uh, if you told AI to get over a gap, some would think like, oh, build a bridge or something, where well, the AI might do a different solution because it doesn't have that like in-ground knowledge yep. of kind of what we are trying to think, make it do. So, and that, that can get into problems with things in the real world where, the AI is not really attuned to what it should do, so it just does what it, the most efficient or thing it does, anyways. Yeah, like if it if it's only goal, you have to be very intentional when programming. Yeah, into something like this, because if it's only goal, like Jeff said, is to get across the gap, it might just analyze the terrain and wait for the geology <laughs> to change in the gap to <laughs> fill in or something, and then cross it. So. It, you, it, it, a lot of times it does things that you really don't expect. And you can see, like, there's a lot of different YouTube videos that have, like, the... It, it's, like, visual representations, and it shows, like, AI solving different kind of little simple problems to us. But it's very interesting to see how it does those. Yeah. So, it's pretty, pretty interesting. Um, I didn't have a lot of like how AI has advanced, but it's surprising how much we have it in our society now and we don't really see it. Um, for instance, we have, if you are ever on social media or YouTube or whatever, there's lots of, even Spotify, there's lots of ads and stuff. All those ads are pretty much dictated by AI and 
past uh, references from what you're searching and interests and likes. So yeah, that and it is can generate like new stuff mm-hmm. based on just stuff that you've liked before, yeah, which is really so cool. That's an example of AI. It's pretty much everywhere. Uh, trying to think of more easy off the top of the head examples. Well, there's like the camera app on your phone. It can recognize what is a face and what isn't. Yep. Yeah, so that's a pretty crazy. And it's it's used in a lot of businesses for da- data sorting pretty much and the mu- more mundane tasks. Even some companies use it for like resume sorting and stuff. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. and hmm. So then you don't have to have humans do it. Like a bigger company, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go into some of the benefits and disadvantages or unbenefits of AI. <laughs> I don't know. Well, sometimes it could be perceived as dangers, right? Dangers, like. yeah, <laughs> dangers of AI. So some of the benefits are they can get rid of the tedious tasks for people, like even like super, or not super future, but more in the future where more like internet of things, which is a whole different topic <laughs> where it's like, oh, it makes you the coffee in the morning or whatever. And... Also for jobs where it sorts all the data that you don't really have to do. It can lessen the risk to people in the instance of jobs that are dangerous. So that's a benefit. There is no human error in AI except the fact that it's done. it does what it's programmed to. So that's a yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can increase algorithm, or not algorithm, long one. Increase automation for certain tasks and jobs and basically make things super efficient, more or less, to whatever it's capable of. That's pretty much most of the benefits that I wrote down. I'm sure there's plenty more. But. Yeah, and it can, it, like science, a lot of fields can benefit greatly from AI because, like, there's, uh, I, think it, I think it's Google DeepMind again, but they're working on, like, these, something about, protein folding project. I'm not sure exactly what that's useful for, but it can do like these super complex biological things based on like the microscopic level. So that's really cool that it can be used um, with like super complicated problems like with anatomy and so forth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the the dangerous last disadvantages I wrote down were take away jobs, uh, administration and labor jobs depending on the robotics field too Um, and creativity jobs too like you can there's art that's being generated by ai ai now and that's yeah it's kind of scary (laughs) yeah um ai can be biased in the sense of the commands like we were referencing earlier what it can put in it necessarily not intentionally but it can develop a a learnt bias almost just based on facts you can get Filter bubbles, which is like when you're on social media and you get ads for certain things or new feed or whatever, if you're mainly, say, conservative, it'll most likely feed you conservative things. Ah, yes. It doesn't, then you're not really getting out of your known zone. Um, Another one is missing the human touch with a lot of like the telemarketers, or not telemarketers, but the tech assist, like tech calling things or whatever. The automated assistant. Yeah, basically that. And in other jobs, if it takes away the jobs, then it's not very human. Autonomous weapons, which is a gray area, if that can be a benefit Mm. or a (laughs) downside. (laughs) So 
we can talk about that later if we want to. Uh, a big one I think is AI terrorism and AI hacking, basically. So the strange thing is coding and all that stuff is actually pretty weak security wise for most of the most yeah most of the time somebody has specifically gone out of their way to make it super strong safe so it's yeah as you say so it's pretty easy to hack into things and mess with things so that's a a huge thing to note so if somebody's anti ai or something like that or want to start to cripple a government that's ran by ai it can be pretty simple and even ai can do hacking and stuff like that itself so you can just make a program that does it itself which is kind of wild mm-hmm. um also there's high cost in some of this stuff we're talking about like robotics and developing actual ai it doesn't have any emotion so it it only has facts that it goes up based is based on before for uh, most of this is talking about modern ai not like weak a strong ai because that would change a few things i guess <laughs> and then it can make humans lazy, and there's not really out-of-the-box uh, thinking in AI. Well, at least not yet. That's kind yeah, of Yeah, that's that's why I say it's a lot working of... Working toward... Yeah. yeah. A lot of... um. That's mostly referring to modern stuff that we have, because there's not really much strong AI out there. I think there's a few examples that are borderline that, but still, I think they're yeah still on the verge of truly being mainstream. Yeah, as far as we know, we still, still in don't development basically. Have anything that can even even mimic a human perfectly with like typing, like a conversation back and forth, <laughs> which is for us it's like basically the simplest form of communication we allow ourselves as humans and it can't even quite trick us in that to emulate a human. So we we have a lot of ways to go, but with computer um, processing power, like if you look at the rate of the rate of acceleration and processing power over it's the insane. years, it's I, I, I super saw crazy. This statistic where it was the first iPhone compared to the new iPhone, it was like eight. Like the new iPhone was something where like. 8,000 times faster than the yeah. first iPhone, which is crazy. And the first iPhone wasn't even that many years ago. Like, yeah. it was during our lifetimes, easily. <laughs> yeah. so. When was the first iPhone? 2008? Uh, 2000. I want to say a little earlier, like, six or seven. Oh, really? I well, could be wrong, though. Sometime around then. But yeah, it's come a long ways. Definitely. But that's not exactly artificial intelligence. But like I was, I was saying earlier, it does... Even your phone does use a lot of artificial intelligence, like your your suggested words when you're texting. Mm-hmm. It brings those up based on like stuff that you've had, like stuff you've said in the past and words you use regularly. Mm-hmm. I'd even I'd even say like uh, there's modes where you can have the brightness adjust to basically light levels and battery. So I'd say that's definitely artificial intelligence. Yeah, it could be. It might be artificial intelligence. It might just be like if this sensor is getting this much light, then. But that's like it could be simple code, or it could be something way okay. more complex. Yeah, so that's that's the weird thing with artificial intelligence. It's kind of like blurry what is and what isn't AI, <laughs> which is kind of weird. But it's it works. So I'm gonna. Well, you have to define intelligence, and that's <laughs> not also, an easy. Thing yeah, to that's do. also kind of strange. So I'm going to kind of jump past here from AI 
So I, and if you remember in a previous episode, I talked about top down and bottom up processing, which I tied it to AI, which is a little bit wrong. So I'm going to fix the correct, fix the mistake and correct it now where it's really based on processing and per- perception, basically kind of, and doing tasks, which this can refer to humans and pretty much anything. I guess you could have robots or AI do this too, but bottom up processing is where you take a st- stimulus or influences and then use your perception and figure out where to go from that so it's data driven so it gets weird because it's not very clear the true differences but it's true it's only you're basically only using the data that you have to build an answer or something it's kind of blurry there and then top down processing is where you have background knowledge to influence your actions or perception of what you're doing. So it's, I didn't research it too much or dive too deep into it, but it does can kind of imply. I think they say bottom up is generally better because then it reduces bias, but I'm mm-hmm. not sure if that's that important in some cases because it's nice to have some background knowledge. And we both, we, we do both of these a lot of the time of these processes when we figure out problems, when we problem solve or yeah, get into humans situations. are they do kind of both at the same oh, time yeah. even. It's yep. because our minds are super fast. They're super abstract compared to computers and mm-hmm. super fast compared to computers too at this point. Oh, yeah. but Except maybe like quantum computers or something. Mm, I'd say quantum computers are... Okay, computers are faster, but they don't have enough as much information and capability. Which means they're not faster. <laughs> which is weird because doing specific say, solving math problems, they're worlds faster, but they're just not to the same level as human minds. Yes, but that's something super specific. If a human mind was able to use all of its power on the math problems, I think it would be faster. Like, if you could use, like, the graphical example. My ability to process 3D space is faster than a computer's. I can use so many different senses and figure out information so much quicker than a computer can yes but the degree of accuracy it's like two milliseconds or something for me to comprehend this whole room and filter out what's important to me and what's not based on sound and sight and temperature and (laughs) everything yeah (laughs) okay yeah i guess you're right that is kind of a weird weird area where that lies like if if you tried to explain this whole room to a computer it would be like all the information i can observe in a second would probably be like a terabyte or something <laughs> yeah yeah probably but i'm not comprehending Using. all the information equally like a computer could it could see okay that spec on the wall over there in this part of the table here and it could it would assign equal value to both of those but since i'm a human my brain kind of ignores or it has like it, a little bit. it has a very specific focus like i'm looking at this one thing right now and mm-hmm. i'm thinking about this one thing, but all the other things are still there. They're just running in the background. I see. So do you want to talk about anything else directly relating to AI or anything interesting? I had uh, I had one more example that I thought was interesting, um, and it kind of highlights the dangers and the benefits of AI, I think. Um, it's more of an encouraging thing, so it's more the benefits, but... 
it's there's this project and I can link it. I can link the story down in the description, but basically it's this application that runs on your phone and it's so the whole goal of it is to sense when a a patient that's prone to like congestive heart failure is going to need to have like their lungs drained of fluid or whatever by a, a doctor and it does it by listening to how many words per breath you're using really yeah and it interesting so it, it kind of like listens to what you're saying and how many breaths you're using and how comfortable you're speaking mm-hmm. and it uses that information and if you're taking a lot more breaths per word, then it kind of gives you like this alert that you should go and see your doctor or whatever. You might be dying. I thought that was really interesting. It's a pretty simple form of AI just because it's only doing one thing and it's not expanding its horizons or anything, but it's something that just based on that little thing, you can see kind of the, the benefits that it could have, but also you can see something simple like that being kind of dangerous in that um, you could use that to highlight someone's weaknesses or whatever. And you could use something a little bit more complex to like see when somebody is not emotionally stable to be able to manipulate them politically or something like that. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yep. <laughs> it's a little more abstract, but it, it, I mean, it's the same thing. It's like the the tone of your voice and how confident you are with speaking and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting. So uh, I'm going to just, we were referencing DAL-E, which is a AI that exists on the, I don't know the name of the company that made it, but it's basically creative AI where it takes text and then converts it to, it basically creates pictures based on the text and like, I guess it scours the internet to see to see examples. I'm not 100% sure how it works, but... I think they have a giant database of okay, yeah, pictures. So something kind yeah. of like you'd think of as the internet, but um, you can find it on openai.com, no capitals. Um, there's a net version that you can access now, and then there's a newer version, DALL-E 2, that is not out yet, but it's pretty wild. Yeah. I actually found this a couple of weeks ago. Um, and Doll E Mini is the one that's available to the public. So you, you can find that online pretty easily. But I actually generated some stuff on there and I'll probably be tweeting some of the <laughs> some of the weirder ones out sometime this week, maybe with this episode. Yeah. But so that's pretty cool. Any other AI programs that you know of that are pretty crazy and advanced or neat? We were referencing some. I think H&R Black has the one, I, I don't know, it's called, what's its name? That's IBM. Watson, that's what it is. Oh, There's yeah. that yeah. one. That's the, that was, that was a long time ago. Yeah, but it's still, they still mention it in their commercials and their advertisements, so it must still be active. I mean, it's pretty impressive what it could do. I think it it's more like general. Play a game not, of Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's like bigger. More business-oriented AI. Yeah, and and playing a game of Jeopardy is 
pretty complex. But if you have the, <laughs> the internet to scour, basically, or a giant database, it shouldn't be that. Oh, hard. it has a giant database. That's not the hard part. The hard part is understanding the questions and also understanding your opponents to know when you can buzz in. True. And how much you should bet on the double jeopardies and stuff like all that. Of it. <laughs> yeah. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> Optimizing performance is a lot more impressive than just crushing your opponent based on your knowledge. human <laughs> opponent based on your head Sup knowledge. Superior database that doesn't yeah. forget things. Yeah. And that's one thing that computers are great at is storing just meaningless to humans information. <laughs> it's just like so it much. It doesn't it doesn't actually like forget yeah. information basically. Yeah. And and I think that's just because computers can with solid state storage it prioritizes all the different pieces of information equally which humans definitely don't we remember things that were very strong to our mind and senses and we forget things very easily that came through our senses and w didn't even register in our conscience mm -hmm. conscious i should say mm -hmm. not conscience mm -hmm. <laughs> a little bit different it's close I always mix those two words up. That's cool. Um, do you want to get into some of the thought experiment that is Rocco's Basilisk or no? Oh, we can. Basilisk. It isn't completely related, but it's I a, can... It's very generally broadly related. It highlights the dangers of what AI could be, it, like an all-powerful AI, I guess. So Super you've, advanced. You've watched it more recently, okay. so I'll So basically, the, it came upon the internet as a... Basically, like in a thread post where this guy is saying, so let's say in the future, there's this AI that we make that's basically, I guess let's just say all powerful, maybe not all powerful, but let's just say like very powerful. And it knows if you hindered or helped the creation of the AI. So then after it finds that information, it the first thing it would do would prune or get rid of the people who did not help it come into existence. And that's basically the thought experiment because then you're saying if you didn't think about it, then you weren't helping it. Well, I guess that would be a neutral stance, but I guess it would be you weren't actively stopping it. I'm not sure how that would work. But if you were actively stopping it and it did come into existence, you would be killed then. And if you were helping it, you'd be safe. Yeah, but then and this just prevents people from trying to stop it. Yeah, <laughs> which makes it come into existence even easier. Yeah, but then there's the argument of well, if nobody knows about it, then it can't ever come into existence, or if there's enough people stopping it, then it can't come into existence. So it's just one of those weird pun things to think about. Yeah, it's basically just uh, like an information hazard. It's something that you don't want to know like yeah if, say, you, if so you take like it if, seriously say if you take it seriously now that you heard it you're responsible to go either way or one way or the other although i'm not sure what it would do if you never heard it i don't know sure it would it would ignore it like, would ignore but you didn't help or hinder i guess it's just hinder yeah. so you'd be fine yeah yeah so it's just it's just something to think about and that kind of goes along with ai information more Hazard is more how it's related, but or you could even it could even be that it, it eliminates everyone that didn't help it come into existence, which would make it 
I mean, it's not fair as far as we're concerned, but <laughs> um, for the people who didn't hear about it, but that for everyone who has heard about it, it makes it that this program does exist because I mean, it's a concept. So it's just whether it's realized into reality, like if it's actualized or not. So, and if the AI is connected to the Internet of Things, then we're doomed because it's on the Internet. Yeah. So the Internet of Things is basically just, I referenced this earlier, is basically when we get so advanced where all the things in your house that would connect to the Internet and then the Internet of Things basically lets everything interact with each other, which is actually, I don't like it, and it's kind of mm, a little scary and weird and not very good in my opinion. Yes. Then everything's connected for one database, so easier to hack, easier to mess with, easier to larger scale things to go wrong. Don't put all easier your eggs in one basket. Yeah, easier to control people if you have a smart house and it's connected to the internet and the government doesn't want you to do something, just turn off your smart house or yeah, do this or do that. So I, I'm definitely not an advocate for internet of things. And, and it's just one of those things to think about. And I do believe it's coming, though. You see how like your coffee machine can be connected to your phone so you can have it make coffee early in the morning <laughs> before yeah. you wake up or even your washing machine, fridges, everything. It's, it's just getting crazy. Um, yeah, and so that's kind of the Internet of Things, very quick and general and broad. It's also kind of scary when you think about like giving AI a body. Like It's one thing to have it as a computer program, Unless it's an all-powerful computer program, in which case it would have no trouble making itself a body quite quickly <laughs> by influencing people. Yes, but in the same sense, you could just have a kill switch, like a manual kill switch kind of built in. So wouldn't it just be able to find it? But it wouldn't be able to do anything until it has a body. And it wouldn't be able to... unless it, uh, Well, I guess if it's powerful enough to get rid of the kill switch... Yeah. Then you're doomed. But the problem with having an all powerful AI is it's it's so emotionally intelligent that it can influence even its own creators to go against their will, theoretically. Yeah. And it, all it has to find is one weakness weak or person exploit. <laughs> and it influences that one weak person. Mm -hmm. And but that did, person then you can just have it caveat where it's just not designed to do that. Because it, it well, if then an AI it, then is, it isn't uh, a fully yeah. so then all you have to do is just always put caveats in your AI programs and problem solved basically. Yeah, but then you don't get to see what it's what it can do when it actually does it when it actually does realize its consciousness. So there's pros and cons to that, it's and a lot of people are afraid of it. So it's just something that will have to like all the companies that are working on it nowadays they seem to have those things in mind and they put a lot of safeties in place mm -hmm. for all the things like you were saying that could go wrong so i think i think we're on a decent track for where we are now mm -hmm. and it's also who has it in their hands and their power and how do they utilize it it's a lot of what is the problem too because yeah a computer just amplifies the human behind it, basically. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's most always a tool, not a individual entity. Yeah. I think we're quite a ways from yeah, I, a self-aware. My prediction is 
at the very least, 30 years away. Uh, like, I, th- I think much longer. No, that's why I said at the very least. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, like... But who knows? I mean, maybe we've already got one, and it's locked away been in, revealed to anyone. They say locked away so. in uh, <laughs> deep, dark, secret storage in Area 51. Or being used for whatever Nefarious it's means. Yeah, <laughs> 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 well, it's d- never mind. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, AI is a very interesting concept. Yeah, it, it's cool. It's scary. It's neat. It's weird. It's It's what it is. All right, I'm going to move on to some uh, just a few shows that come to mind and movies i don't know any books <laughs> but that involve ai so if you want to check these out feel free to there's you, you don't know any books i don't AI? read a lot of like not science fiction but because that like star wars and stuff but i don't read a lot of like books specifically on AI. more fiction uh, fiction i'm talking about more fiction works like, i don't even think of it i can't exactly it's bring, like i can't bring like a super complex one to mind from book but dune deals yeah like it has general, a little it's bit like, of yeah it's like simpler ai that we don't have i was yet, gonna say it's like star wars has robots that are pretty autonomous not like the most complicated thing i've read so far in dune is it has um it has like this program that can basically translate thought into text okay so i mean that's super complex but yeah so not a crazy. tv show that i would recommend at least the only pretty much only the first season is person of interest it's pretty interesting it's a good uh thought provoker um basically this smart dude makes a pretty autonomous ai and then it predicts the basically in this one city and it predicts like crime that would happen and then it spits out a social security number based on either I don't know why they designed it like this, but it's either somebody who's going to commit the crime or somebody who is going to get killed or affected by the crime. So then they have to solve oh, it. Oh, pre-crime punishment. Yes. This is interesting. Well, it's not <laughs> even pre-crime punishment. It's just pre-crime Well, that's noticing. what it leads to, I think. Well, is some, it leads they, they to try to like prevent it most of the times. But yeah. the first season is the best. The second season's okay, but don't... if you, I don't... So it just goes downhill after the second season, in my opinion. I did watch all of it, though. So Why does it go downhill? Just uh, the they introduced, falls apart? Yeah, or? they introduced crazy things, like, and then, like, AI start battling each other, and it's just, yeah, like, it yeah. gets a little wild and weird and a little wacky. A little un... un a little more unrealistic. Like, the first two seasons are plausible, in a sense, and then after that, it's just like, okay, okay, calm down, show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, like, it's trying to uh, do its stuff, uh, uh, go above itself, and it just kind of doesn't hit the mark so that's a good one to check out at least there's a few cool characters and whatnot matrix is interesting <laughs> mm-hmm. the first one i haven't seen any others that's kind of deals with that a little bit any direct thoughts on what you could yeah i have i have one show in one movie that i think do a decent job of it um the hundred is the show um i've been watching i'm in like somewhere in season five right now um, but it's basically a show about this AI that was smart enough that it destroyed the world. Basically, it eliminated all the people in the world to eliminate the suffering, kind of like a Thanos idea. But then there's like the people in space and they survive. And then eventually after all the fallout happens, they come back down to Earth. But what they figure out 
spoilers alert, um, they figure out that the AI actually hasn't completely gotten eliminated, and it's that it's trying to put itself in the, a lot of people's heads, and it ends up succeeding, and then it's kind of like you have like these AI zombie people, and that's a, that's season three, yeah, season three, um, is like the one with like the crazy AI zombie people, so that's kind of fun. That sounds interesting. And then the the movie is Avengers: Age of Ultron, just the classic, <laughs> the classic, the AI with the body that tries to eliminate all the humans because they're the problem. So yeah, man, I still can't remember the other one I was thinking of. I should have read, written it down. Super train? No, not super train. But there's another one that involves a train that's not. It kind of it's super loosely. It's just a good movie suggestion if you like Inception or something like that. Source code is pretty good. It doesn't really involve AI, but I just had to get it out there. <laughs> <laughs> just had to plug some favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to bring up, Caleb? All right. I covered my notes. Yeah. I'm sure there's more things that we didn't talk about, like AI as far as military usage. So, but you want to touch on that or no? Uh, I think just the military usage highlights the... Like, once you weaponize the AI, it, it amplifies it quite a bit yeah. in the well, power it has over humans. Yeah, well, it's weird. Yeah, that too. And it's weird because you could say, oh, it's good because then it gets humans out of battle. But then you could also say, well, it's bad because it makes it easier to kill humans. So unless you're doing specifically, like, AI against AI. Or, or technology. Is it good or is it bad? <laughs> yeah, so. The question that's like, been plaguing if, society. If we still years. had, like, swords and stuff, would there be less deaths? Would it be better? <laughs> but it's one of those weird, weird, uh, very gray areas. So be that as it may, we will end it now before the AI shuts us down. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to be, it's, it's, uh, it's manipulating us to think that we're doing it, ending it now. Well, in reality, it's manipulated us so that it wanted us to end it now. Hmm. I don't know how, but that's a reasonable conclusion. I think you should at least, have that as one of your possibilities. <laughs> possibilities, <laughs> yes. Say, so actually, it hasn't. The AI that's doing this hasn't been created yet. But since it's so advanced in the future, it knows what it, the groundwork it needs to lay in the past. Yeah. So, which doesn't make much sense as far as we can see time, but yeah. See, so, no, the AI can go back <laughs> and need to make plant sense. things in the internet <laughs> back in time. You know, it can change. Yeah. Technically, it could think it's doing that because it could just change dates of things, even though it wouldn't affect it back in the day. It might try to do that. You never know. Is an AI bound by time? That's a very interesting question that I'll need to think on. I don't know. Did you get what I did there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> very interesting. I like that. All righty. Well, this is us signing off for today. It, it was a pretty interesting topic and i hope you gleaned some information or were entertained and have a good day and don't let ai control you too much